Alright, welcome back to last week. Chopped up and here with my boy Jeremy. And it, Jeremy, it is great to see you walking a new do. If you listen on the podcast, <laughs> you can't see it. Jeremy's got the freshness this week. Tell me what you do, what you got going on. Hey man, you know, just keeping a little clean. I was uh was back in uh, Houston, Texas, so I went to my guy, got a you know, typical fade. He had to you know, the fro is getting a little wide, so as soon as I sat mm-hmm. down, he's like, Hey man, you want to chop these wings off? I'm like, Yep, you know, you know exactly where I'm trying to go with this. So man, you know, tightened up my fade, tightened up the beard and then kicked it old school, uh auntie, uh Sat me down, did some braids, so you know, might be might as well have been high school all over again. So just chilling on the floor, auntie doing the braids, always watching whatever on TV, you know, good good little time. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought your aunt did those because <laughs> I mean, you you don't like paying for braids, do you? I mean I'll is pay, it the paying or is it the process? I mean, uh, I'll put one of it out here. It's like, uh, you know, finding the right folk to do you right. Like, it's yeah. just a bit of a pain. Uh, but, I mean, if you just got resource there, like, I was like, hey. Because we did a few things, which, you know, uh, not not seen right now. I was messing around trying to get uh, the best curls. They're like, oh, my God, you know, put a little natural curl stuff in the hair. So, uh, y'all missed out on that look. I might catch that one time. So, I think halfway <laughs> You know, she or my cousins, be, they be having fun. Like, oh, y'all, you got good hair. Let me try whatever, whatever. So half of it's for me. Half of it is just yeah. for them, you know. So I'm like, but if you're here, I'm like, uh, do you want to you wanna do these braids uh, for me, auntie? So she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sit down, boy. I'm like, okay. What I'm not used to I, is I having love- these, like, little baby hairs uh, situations. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, well it's coming through. <laughs> A little, little modern freshness. You know, you're bringing a new look. Um, your auntie's bringing, bringing something new, new to the table. Appreciate that. I, I feel you, though, on, like, going back to the place where you live. Like, if you live a place for a long time, you know how to get your hair cut. And, like, for me, when I move a place, like, I'll be like, I don't know where I get my hair cut. But if I visit the place I'm from, I'm like, okay, I'm getting haircuts. Like, it takes a long time to find that new situation. I don't know. It's, it's one of those looks. Yeah, so I think I got one spot here. I'm like, okay, they can kind of do the twist. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. I'll, I might try one other spot and then pick between the two. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to, you know, people, at least me, it's like, hey, you find your barber. Like, oh, that's my barber shop. That's where I go. Done. I don't have to think about this. Like, yeah. that's my spot. So I just I just need to get that for all my different hair, what, hair needs. It's much easier now when it was just, hey, go fade me up. Do my size, but leave enough. I got a girl, she's got to braid this or twist it just right. So I need you to leave enough for her to do her job. So, <laughs> so you don't get too crazy on your job. It's like, it's like a multi-step uh, operation now. Well, speaking of looking fly, you know, a couple months ago, we we're talking about hot back summer. That was that was the thing. Now, mm-hmm. hot back summer did not really have Delta variant baked into the <laughs> equation. How has Delta back summer kind of? How is it coming together out there? I heard LA has a new mask ordinance. Like, is is hot back summer still? A, are you still feeling that hot back summer energy, or is it more that uh, this this is never ending COVID drama energy? Like, what what's the prevailing spirit hmm. out there? I guess it's somewhere in between. Like. Uh, okay. probably close to the hot vax like it's definitely mass mandate i forgot it was two or three weeks ago got back and i think this heavily suggested for most of uh you know california and you'll see uh, there's more cities kind of popping up. i think st louis um has their own mass mandate so it's mm-hmm. definitely cities where it's starting to get hot they're like all right I, regardless of what the state or the federal government says you need to put on a mask yeah. to get still yeah. popping here so it's uh it's definitely one of those that feels like all right just you know, assume you got a mask up uh, again, like whatever. Um, I think there is some of the 
annoyance with just like, hey, if you idiots would just get this vaccine, I know. like we could, <laughs> we could get by this. So I think there is somewhat of vaccinated folks being like, okay, like we're having to do this because y'all won't get this shot. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and you're, you're really keeping us back from normalcy. I, I do feel, you know, a little bit of that tension bubbling up. But yeah, man, it's crazy because now that it's a, uh, I think they're making the push to have full FDA approval of Pfizer by Labor Day. Um, okay. And I think when that happens, even more mandatory vaccination. Because right. you're seeing, right. uh, you know, I don't know if you heard of the big tech companies, but most of them are like, uh, yeah, you got to be I vaccinated heard. to come through the door. Like, you cannot be yeah. here without a vac- uh, yeah. without being vaccinated. Or you have to, you know, have always mask on, frequent testing, like... It's not going to be fun for you to be in the office. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because me, I was like, I've told my boss, I'm like, there's zero chance I want to be in the office having to wear a mask. Like, literally <laughs> zero. That is no fun. I might as well stay no. in the house. And there's not going to be, like, while there's that, there's also going to be, like, no perks. It's like, okay, we're not going to have a barista. No. There's not going to be, like, all the snacks and food. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I, well, why am I here at this point? <laughs> so, no. uh, yeah, the Delta, no. I don't think anybody was quite ready uh, for this, this Delta. And I'm just like, hey, man, you just cross them fingers. We ain't got no no crazy Echo or, or Foxtrot or whatever. I don't know the naming scheme that they follow right now. I, it, it, well, it'd just be Echo. It's just the... the I think it's the NATO alphabet. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so, yeah, that's it. It is, uh, you know, people still out in these streets uh, somewhat for sure, but... Uh, it is not at least not as been as wild for me as I thought it was. Uh, but how about you? What's, uh, what's that European version of this like? Well, uh, we were in uh, my wife and I, Lisa, were in Marseille uh, two weeks ago, and France has an, announced that by August first. So now, to enter a restaurant, you need a you need a vaccine, etc. To get into France, we had to show we were fully vaccinated. Now I'll tell you this. There's this system out in Europe where there's this EUI QR code, like, I wouldn't call it a vaccine passport, but it's a cryptographically secure way of showing a QR code to show that you are vaccinated with your information that could be decrypted by someone with the machine. Hmm. In theory, you know, you get to an airport, they scan it, okay, you're fully vaccinated, here's your medical information that you can carry around in a secure way. Makes sense. Now, in practice, I don't think anyone has these scanners, or at least we didn't find anyone. So we're in the airport, uh, sorry, we're in the train station, we get there, there's all these military dudes, machine guns, all this stuff, there's a huge line, we're like, man, I hope this works. And we just show them a QR code, and they just look at it with their eyes, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, this could have been a discount code for McDonald's, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they didn't have the, if they don't have the, the machines, right? So, like, super, it's, this is actually, like, I don't mean to, you know, generalize, but, like, this is a European thing for me. Is like, really good plans, really well thought out, but the execution is always a little slower, a little lacking. So, you're like, great. EU-wide, cryptographically secure, but no one has the scanners. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But in theory, in France, to enter a restaurant, you need to show proof of vaccination. But also, I doubt they have the scanners. But so the vaccination rates in France, they were really lagging, have gone up. I think most European countries are going to do what you were saying. Um, uh, basically, to participate in society, to go to work, to go to restaurants, you're most likely going to need to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And if you don't want to be fully vaccinated, you just will be eating at home and I, I don't know, not working for the government or the state or all these places. So we, sh- we shall see. It's, it's, uh, it's come to this point because people don't want the safe medicine that will protect us and everybody else. Because I don't know, I read, you read, probably read too, the CDC has shown that the Delta variant can spread between vaccinated individuals, which creates a risk for like 
well, what's going to develop in that scenario? Vaccine-proof variants, right? Because the stuff that can actually transmit and so forth. So, like, I don't know, man. I'm. <laughs> it's a long burn. COVID's a long burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And it's uh, you know, kind of this vaccine requirement. I think I read that not too far from now, uh, New York City is going to have that kind of same thing. You want to go to a restaurant? Cool. You know, proof of vaccine. Uh, I'm guessing here they'll probably just do something. The real basic. Uh, Everywhere you got it here, you get a physical card. Um, my guess yeah. is it probably is is a version of that. Even though I do have the same yeah. thing, I got a uh, you know my Apple Wallet. There's kind of a, a wallet pass of when I got my uh, vaccine. Uh, I don't know if anyone's supporting that, but yeah, I mean I'm down for it. It'd be a little annoying, right? So I'd have to go get my vaccine card that I've got buried around somewhere, get it laminated or something. So yeah. so you're not just destroying this physical card. You got to take around everywhere. <laughs> you know, there's there's also that part of it. Like so, if we don't have the electronic version down, like this is a card. Okay, I can lose this uh someone can yeah. rip, like get ripped right like uh it's uh it is it is not like it's made of plastic or something so yeah man we'll see you know it's it's one of those topics i don't know uh we, we could probably talk about it it's uh, every week until uh i don't know 2024 <laughs> who, who knows maybe forever i don't know when this uh friend covid's ever gonna not be lingering around i just hope we can get it uh get it to the point where it's like the flu or we'll be like oh man yeah. cra- crazy covid season this year you know Get, yeah, your exactly. Get your shot. Keep it moving. Get your shot. Keep, keep. You know, you, I've had one once. I had this variant once, just like the flu. If you had it in a couple of years, etc., it, it'll get there. But it's a burn, and it took a little energy out of the hot, the European. So I was predicting that August would be the biggest travel month in in Europe, and it it's not shaping up that way because just crossing the borders is sufficiently difficult. Just just the uncertainty. Do you need a test? Do you not? Like it's a, it's like a medium back summer out here it's really not the the hotness is not around so i was talking that noise on the podcast like europe's gonna pop off it's it's just not quite quite there yet oh i will say it's maybe next summer because the winters in northern europe are not baller so right. i don't know next summer i, I don't know but uh, the, the good thing is in the world of sports is back on I mean, uh-huh. initially like when, when covid first hit the hardest thing at least for a lot of people i think was the fact that the society shut down so there's nothing to watch there's nothing to do you're stuck in your house but now we have like just an embarrassment of riches in the sport tournament, we had the NBA draft. We got the Olympics going on. Got baseball going on uh, in in that part of baseball where the contenders are emerging. So, what's the what, what's grabbing you the most right now from the world world of sports? So, when I was back home, definitely got a fair amount of Olympics in. Uh, probably the most swimming I've watched in. <laughs> five years i guess um, yeah, exactly. but you know it it, it, it was pretty good because if you you know being on central time zone that was i think 13 and a half hours or so off uh so they had to do or doing swimming in like morning and mid-afternoon so that meant prime time here live yeah. so you weren't getting yeah. that you know because other stuff you wake up it's like oh simone biles pulled out you know did this yeah, or, oh exactly. hey such and such already won the one 100 meters you're like uh, yeah. okay well i'm definitely not watching this 14 hours later with mike Tarico. like i know no. i know the result or if i want to watch it i'm just gonna go you know watch it on demand you or whatever do, right now yeah, exactly. yeah so um so it's cool since the swimming uh you know I, uh my man's got a name don't know if you've heard of caleb dressel but he's uh, kind of the 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 michael phelps about here i think he got five golds um so he's on like the fifth person ever so i'm like all right caleb you about to about to make you some money my guy you know he won uh, i think 50 free 100 free uh mini freestyles and what's another wild thing that when i first heard about it on olympics i was like i don't know but this um they do mixed uh gender 
relays. Oh, I watched it. I watched it. I watched it on YouTube. It's, it's kind of crazy. Oh, right? and four, I, I watched the 4x400. Yeah, well, at first I was like, man, this is going to be whatever. But then you watch it and you're just like, because you can pick, you know, whatever gender for whatever stroke. Yeah. So you're like, all right, yeah. that team's behind three seconds. And you're like, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know the man to woman difference between stroke enough <laughs> to know what the hell's going on. So it's just like you're seeing wild swings of who's ahead and who's behind. I'm like, you know what? This is kind of cool, and yeah. uh, I haven't seen it yet on track, but I heard they're doing it on track as well, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, you know what, Olympics? I was wrong. You were right. Mixed gender stuff, pretty cool. <laughs> like, keep keep it going. So, yeah, that was definitely a, a bit of a shock to me. Um, but beyond Olympics, man, it's just usual. We're starting to get in the heat of baseball. It's a crazy trade season. Uh, Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers, who are already loaded. They're like, oh, let me get the best position player and the best pitcher. Um, our, our Houston Astros made a lot of uh, trades to get some middle yep. relievers. So just yep. trade season. Everybody's getting ready to war, go to war. So I'm like, okay, we're... We're here. It is getting close to really pay attention to baseball. And to top it off, man, uh, NBA free agency. Like, the Lakers are old as shit. I don't know if you've seen that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm aware. Right? It's like, We're the same age as the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I went on there, I don't know if the average age of the Lakers would change much. Uh, so that has been wild to see. Like, Russ traded there. Mellow's on the team. Dwight Howard's back. Like, I think they might have one guy under the age of 30 on the squad right now. So I'm like, Okay. Old timey Lakers. Let's see what's gonna happen with this. So that's kind of kind of what's been giving me my uh, my chuckles uh, on the sports front. What about you, man? You heard any well, stories? Well, yeah, I mean, on the Olympics, I, like the time zone thing. I can't. I don't know about you. Like, <clears throat> if it's not live, it's impossible to avoid the news. NBC yep. is treating it like there's no internet. Like they could have done in '96 or whatever. It was in Atlanta, but in 2000 when it was in Sydney, you know. And they're just treating it like this. And you're like, this is absolutely. I mean, every review I've read is awful. So like for me, I've been catching some stuff which I can catch live and watching 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 some of the replays. But yeah, I'll just tune into YouTube, watch the replays. But I don't know, non-live sports to me just doesn't. It, it, I, just knowing it's already happened bothers me. Does, does it bother you if you just 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 knowing I could know the result? Just kind I kind of can't get that. I mean, with the amount of just ESPN app, CNN app, and whatever random websites are going, like there's pretty much not a result. I don't know. Like pretty yeah. pretty close to live. It's like oh, if it's anything yeah. I'd watch, like oh, sudden you know whatever short Italian guy wins the hundred meter race yeah. for men. It's like oh, yeah. all right, uh, I forgot this. Um, was it a German dude? A Swiss dude breaks shatters record in four hundred. <laughs> it's like oh, all right, I don't like because uh, it's not only is it not you know not live. Uh, you know even when it is live, uh, it's not like I'm not gonna just sit down in front of NBC for four hours. It's like all right, when can we no. bunch up? some of these again because it's like check back in an hour and a half and we're going to show whatever race it's like no man don't start streaming whatever like there's there's little chance i'm remembering to to turn that off so it's just it's just tougher now and you can watch whatever but i i mean i think they're in a tough spot like it's on in america it's 13 to 16 hour time (laughs) difference so i mean there's only so much you can do what is tough here at least is that you know one on cable if you have cable it's on like five different channels and even with that you also have stuff that's just on peacock like one of the men's basketball games only on peacock stuff that just on nbcolympics.com or it's on the nbc sports app and there is a bit of 
how do I watch this? Like, just literally, <laughs> where do I need to go to watch whatever random event? Oh, uh, man, it didn't. So one thing, <laughs> unexpectedly, kind of got into. So when, um, so me and uh, uh, the fam, you know, met them up in New Orleans. Kind of were there for a couple mm-hmm. days. You know, that was fun. Then uh, they wanted to go to Florida, so we're in like Pensacola for a day. Hit the beach. Oh man, nice white beach of the sand was so soft. I was like, oh, man, yeah. this sand yeah, feels yeah. like like you know, fresh powder on the snow or something. Yeah. Like it is yeah. nuts. Uh, so we did that. So I was waiting um, with uh, Russell. I don't know if you remember Russell, but um, so we're waiting in the morning and i'm like bruh he's like brushing his teeth whatever i'm like yo um these this women's skateboarding in the olympics is crazy right now <laughs> so i'm watching all these tricks and i don't know if you heard the two winners ended up being the the girl who got gold is a 13 year old uh japanese That's girl insane. and the girl that got yeah, seconds a 13 year old brazilian girl <laughs> i was like yo this the, and, the, and the chick who got third i think it's a 34 year old from america and i'm just like yo this 13-year-old kick flipping down a rail, <laughs> doing whatever, like, this is nuts. Like, just seeing kids that young. So that uh, that did bring me, uh, you know, a bit more joy <laughs> than, than I expected. Because it's like, man, let me just throw this on. I was like, yo, yeah. these young girls out yeah. here getting it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that, to me, this is this is my favorite part of the Olympics. Is It's one, it's the unknown people, zero to hero type stuff. And then it's 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 these sports that I don't normally enjoy. But let me ask you a question. I think we may have talked about this before. If you had four years and we're going to get paid a million dollars to go to the Olympics, you just have to qualify for the Olympics. You don't have to win anything, but you have to qualify to set some sort of qualifying standard in a sport. You have today to start, Mm -hmm. and let's assume you have unlimited coaching and developmental resources. Mm -hmm. You get a million if you get in, and you get nothing if you don't. What sport do you choose? Okay, so you, Jeremy Holmes, yep. you personally. Yep. yep. So I'm, I'm, I have good strategy for this now. One, I'm old, so nothing that <laughs> that needs high amount of fast yeah. switch muscle. All Track of that and field, out. So all that crap's right? out. Yeah, yeah, all that's out. Two. Um, I'm gonna say what sports generally have low participation. Uh, for sure. He's raising it in. <laughs> so, yeah. so my uh, guess yeah. is uh, things that could do like. Archery or shooting sports yep. is gonna be some of my first rifle. first yeah. things yeah. I'm looking at of like, hey, yeah. uh, I, I probably need to be mediocre <laughs> or well, I mean yeah. not mediocre, but they're just less participants in this. So yeah. that's that's where my my heart initially goes to. If it was something that had to be a bit more active, maybe like. Uh, uh, kayaking or it's something tough. where you need some physical for sure, but it's it yeah. is not just like. Fat, not fast twitch or endurance like yeah. hey go run this 10,000 meters or marathon so maybe kayaking I could pick yeah. up but I don't know why it's, it seems like you've asked this question before what, what's your go to I think a sport like so like air pistol or air rifle the US is terrible at it and so qualifying I think would be possible maybe archery so like, I would look at because Americans what they'll do usually is if they if they have like I don't know there's some dude from Houston that swam for like Palu this year because like you know he like had, like he came over when he was six or whatever so like uh-huh. if you have some passport from some tiny country you can like I think there was some woman in the in the Winter Olympics last time that qualified for the snowboarding halfpipe even though she was like essentially like an intermediate snowboarder because she like registered from some random tiny European country and then went to like all these events in Europe where if you just like if there's twenty entrants. And there's 25 point giving places you can just enter and go down straight and get some points. And she's just sort of game the system. She's a millionaire, but like we don't have that option because 
I mean, we just have American passports, right? So yeah. I would go air rifle. I would definitely do individual sports so I can practice like crazy. Mm-hmm. Something no one cares about in the U.S. Like maybe dressage or some like horse oh, riding. I got thing. a good thing for you on that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> no, that's it. Bruh. What you got? You got a dressage story? Um, yeah. <laughs> have you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Unexpected, right? <laughs> um, have you been watching uh, or seen any of those clips of the uh, Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg show uh, they do? I think it comes on Peacock. I, I've never watched one straight through, but the clips have been popping up on Twitter. Have okay, you seen I, any I have not. I'm a fan <laughs> of both those individuals. So, <laughs> so, so bruh. Um, so they're doing a clip. And it's dressage. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is called equestrian, equestrian. So they, they go up. The, the horse starts starts going. And Snoop's like, oh, snap. That horse crip walking, cuck. That horse crip walking, cuck. Oh, snap. And then they cut the horse doing something else. And Snoop starts like, boom, boom. Boom, boom, yeah, yeah, boom, get it, horse. He's like, I gotta get this motherfucker in my video, man. This horse is cold blooded. So, uh, yeah, unexpected <laughs> that uh, Snoop was taken aback by uh, some dressage clips. So I'll, I'll, I'll track that down, man. You gotta see the Snoop is, uh, he is all for the dancing horses, bro. All right, well, I. I, I I was uh, this is why we got to chop it up because I'm just a little disconnected from that American hotness and <laughs> I really should have known there was a show with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg yeah. because Liz will make fun of me for like browsing Netflix and there's Kevin Hart like I'll always like long you know when you're browsing Netflix or something with someone and you like long linger on some stuff that's probably trash but you're trying to see if they're gonna like say something you're like oh it looks like an interesting new Kevin Hart movie you know and she's like mm, keep it moving you know keep, you're, keep, you're like let's just, like we, let's just let the autoplay start you know just you know the good trailer just let's just see the trailer you know let's start let's just <laughs> it's gonna be funny but uh snoop and kevin hart that sounds right. very fire gotta watch that but yeah i think uh I, I think dude all these other sports people are training from the age of 12 like you just gotta pick something that you gotta you can basically buy training like if the horse can already do the crip walk maybe you just put me on top of it and, <laughs> right. you know what i mean like like, like, like just get the champion horse you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like the horse is doing more of the work. <laughs> right? That is what I always, man, every time I see that, I'm like, damn, does the horse get a medal? Like, shit, what's this human doing on this? Like, come yeah, on, bros. I, 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 I don't know. But let's, uh, you know, I I was b- getting big into the NBA draft because the Rockets had like, Rockets got four, four first-round picks. <laughs> so we are from Houston. We have, we have to tell us. Yeah. I, don't think, I can't remember any team having four first-round picks. They had three. They traded for one. But I, I get hyped because of uh, this projection. So one of the things you know we were talking about in a chat was that the, the last 25 years, the player value, the first position is worth mm. like at least 50% more than the next, the two through five. But two through five had all equal chances of becoming an all-star or a really good contributor. Yep. Um, and so it was interesting to me just kind of like from a projection point of view and looking at this draft, it was like, well, there's one dude everyone thought was the best. And there was like four guys that everyone thought was like in an equivalence class. But... Do you get hyped for the draft from that kind of projection basis? Or are you more of like, well, let's just see these dudes play because I've heard every year about some guy being the next thing and not turning out to be that? Or, or where, where are you at with that? Yeah, yeah, so I'm not too big on the the projection except for when you know there's the like, okay, there's just an obvious number one. It's like, okay, well, you yeah. know, Zion's yeah. going number one. You're like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, makes yeah, sense okay. or whatever. Or Anthony yeah, Davis or yeah. you know some of these others are like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah that just makes sense. Um, I do like it to, to see if there's like uh, trade activity. Right? I like to see the moves yeah. you made. Like, all right, who's yeah. 
straighten yeah. up, straighten back. What you know, what's moving here? And that bit of it really gets me going. Yeah, the four first rounders is nuts, and that we traded away two future first to move up to get. I think the Spanish six, guy. Yeah, uh, so we traded up for our Turkish, Turkish guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of insane, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I'm here for it. And uh, as far as four uh, picks in the first round, unless the Oklahoma City Thunder start to trade a lot, they're going to be picked like four or five. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh my God, y'all got to, you know, I, I don't know what they, they have to trade them just because they're, they're not going to have enough roster spots for all, all these draft picks they got. No, they, they will. That trade up, like looking at. It's interesting if you're into this sort of stuff. If you look at the sort of value curve in the first round, it does fall off pretty fast. So, like, the value of, like, a 20th pick in the first round is a 20% chance at a rotational, like, a starter, and, like, a 20% chance at a rotational piece, like, a 60% chance someone that's really not going to ever contribute in a meaningful way. It's kind of crazy. Whereas in the top five, you got, like, a 50% chance at, like, a starter or or be, like a 60% chance of a starter or better, and like a 25% chance at like a legitimate, you know, core piece, right? It's kind of, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. With this Turkish kid, hey, he's 19 years old. He won the MVP of the Turkish League mm-hmm. last year. I don't, <clears throat> the Turkish League is one of the top leagues in Europe. I will say, you knew a lot of basketball players. If you can win the MVP among grown men, yeah. this is not skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, when I, you're 19. I think I, I've heard like, him say so, it's the third best league. So it's uh, NBA... Spanish league. I think they say Turkish league is the, the next after that. So yeah. that's to me, yeah. you know, you can kind of get the corollary, uh, kind of the, you know, not the same, but like Luca, when Luca was whatever, 16, yep. 17, yep. went in the, yep. the MVP in the Spanish league. It's like the Spanish league. You're like, yeah. this guy is not going to fail. I can't tell you how great no. he's going to be, but he will not no. suck. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a better league, for example, if you look at by the talent level, it's a better league than the G League, you know? And uh. If you were the MVP as a 19-year-old G League, you'd probably go number one overall. As more guys go into the G League, obviously there's not a lot. Historically, there weren't a lot of 19-year-olds playing in the G League. Jalen yeah. Green, who the you know the Rockets drafted, is a 19-year-old playing there. Put up 18 a game, and you know you're looking at him like, okay, you put up 18 a game in the G League. I, I need you to put up 22 next year in the NBA. It's pretty big jump. But Heck yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know. So I guess the Rockets thought there was a like a Luka type value of like, oh, this man just got MVP against grown grownups. Let's draft him. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, I know, I've know i heard people had him on the board, kind of like the 10-11 spot. Uh, again, the amount of capital <laughs> we gave up to go get him. Uh, uh, sure, I guess. I don't know. Like, I guess we got it, a lot of picks. It was like know. a lot. Yeah, I guess we got forever picks. But um, yeah, it's interesting because we're all in on youth movement, right? Just all yeah. some of these guys of projects actually saw um, the Spanish big man that they picked. Uh, I saw him because they were playing Team USA, played Spain in the first yeah. round of the playoffs, and he was a, uh, you know, obviously young, got a lot of work to do, but he's in there getting some boards, swatting some stuff away with you know KD and you know the grown man on our team. Like, what's up, Bam out of oh, yeah. Get out of here! Boxed you out, taking his rebound, dunking <laughs> it back. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, come get it. But, you know, some of the stuff drafting European guys is weird. I think the the Spanish guy, he's got like three or four years left in his contract. And I think if he leaves now, uh, if the Rockets don't help pay, he'd actually be close to, like, net negative at least the first year or two because of the payout he has to do to get out of his contract so he might not be over here for a year or two just until like i need this money to make sense like <laughs> unless uh, yeah. t- unless tillman yeah. Fertitta wants to open up the the bag to help him out so yeah that's to me the one thing but sometimes the european guys are just like when are you 
when are you coming here though yeah when are you getting here <laughs> yeah like i mean it, it it it's one thing it's the spanish league i would say like if you have a lot of he wouldn't get a ton of playing time potential in the Rockets this year if he's going to play a ton in a top league. It's sort of like you use, how you use the G League, but I'm with you. There's always a little bit of risk at that. Like, yeah, if you draft him one at like Luca style, like you'll just go pay him off. If you draft him 20th, you're like, all right, well, we didn't draft you to go pay Barcelona $10 million. So, like, we have to kind of work something out. But now I'm, I'm feeling you. I don't know. I like the. I like seeing in mean, the Olympics this year. Obviously, the USA team is kind of hanging in there. There's they didn't even qualify for the three on three. I haven't watched any of the three on three, but um, I, I, I don't even know what it's about. It seems like it's like pickup basketball Bruh. in the Olympics. Like, can you explain that? They to me? Call, so my mind is blown. On the broadcast, they refer to it as three x three, and every time they say that, I'm just like, yo, what? What are we talking about? We've this has been three on three for our, all of our lives. What is this three x three nonsense? Um, so I've seen very little of that, but yeah, it just looks like you know regular old half court. We sure. got the rock. Let's go three on three basketball. Uh, except we got jerseys on, and it's not just you know shirts and skins or something out here. Uh, but what's I did. The, hear, what's the league in the U.S. called? What's that league? That's in the, the US? big that's three. The yeah, that's, uh, that's the big three. Ice league. Cube's okay. uh, league that kind of has right. old players and tours around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to say our women won the three x three gold medal in nice. basketball, but yeah, man, it's all kinds of little interesting sports. So you know what? I'm kind of, uh, I am more and more open. Like, yeah, throw it in there. Who cares? Let's see what, oh, let's yeah. see what happens. You know? I mean, realistically, I'm much more here for three x three basketball or some skateboarding or some, you know, mixed gender, you know, strategy thing than I am for like, I don't know, some of the traditional sports like oh the. 5,000 meter butterfly. I'm like, okay, like respect, but I'll, I will not watch it. I will not be there for you. But Jeremy, I had one for you because I want to do a little real talk with you. And I want to see, okay. we didn't discuss it in the show notes, but I was on Reddit today and I saw that there's a rapper called DaBaby. I'm not mm. a DaBaby mm-hmm. fan. Uh, you might've heard about this in a recent show. He said, well, I read the whole quote. It, I won't say it because it's pretty disgusting, but very homophobic remarks at the show. At, at the show, like kind of stand up, basically TLDR, stand up and feel me if you're if you're not gay, it, it, excluding people. ACL Austin C limits just uh, dropped him from the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on Reddit, and a lot of people, especially women, were saying like, "Hey, this is great and all, but there are, there are rappers on these programs that have beaten women that have say the most misogynistic stuff that they they haven't been kind of feeling any consequences. So like, what's your reaction? So like, it's kind of it's kind of been this it's, it's sort of nucleating like this discussion around rap and 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 the standards we bring to bear about about being a part of big industry, you know, and and people might say it's canceled cancel cancel culture or wokeness but i would just say it, it business is making decisions on who they do business with and not and and this one striking a nerve and and other behavior like chris brown's behavior clearly while well, abhorrent not precluding his economic opportunities to the same extent We're, what's your kind of take on on this right now hmm, okay yep definitely uh did not <laughs> talk about this one before <laughs> i think uh so i think it is not like a clear answer right because yeah you know there's the hey this isn't good to say but it's not illegal versus okay this person's abusive which very much is illegal right <laughs> should be arrested right, right. for this right, this right? and if we yeah. were to you know 
take a step back and I think the sports world starting to deal more about this like hey you know the starting cornerback uh, choked out his wife so are we just gonna root for the Seahawks and pretend yeah. this didn't exist or are we gonna do something about that guy so to me I think it's that so I think on the you've just done something illegal front I think it much easier to take clear action. Right. I think right. if hey, this guy is the, you know says homophobic homo, homophobic comments, I, I think it is a little tougher because like yeah, there's always misogyny. Rappers have built off misogyny, right? Like it's um to start to you know I, I don't know how to say well that kind of talk or it, uh, ill is okay but this kind because there's a smaller percentage of the population isn't uh unless like it is a you know um lgbtq event you're like okay okay i could see how you might yeah, not want that yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if they're right after you said that but if it's just the here's a regular old concert because if you get to that it's like all right once you start this you're now open to Everyone digging through every artist who said something like just because the baby's popping it. You've got a list of I don't know how many people who perform in Austin City Limits. I'm guessing a lot. And there's probably a lot of stuff that can be drug out if we want to start going here. And I think that's where it's a slippery slope of, hey, man, uh, if you think he's the only one who said something homophobic on your list of 100 artists, I find that highly unlikely. Right, I I find that unlikely as well. Uh, to me, do you think there's a there's a factor here that so this comment, this the comments that he made were between songs at a show. They weren't part of a song lyric or anything like this. I will say, I think it, with there is too much misogyny in rap lyrics. And honestly, I, I don't know if you've had this experience of like listening to something that you used to listen to and it kind of being like, eh, I'm not sure I can listen to that anymore. Watching a show, you're like. That didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not something like that. It's not part of the artistic element, right? This is something in between. So do you think that's a factor here? Or, I mean, that, if that was part of a song lyric and part of a song, is that is that does that make it different if it's part of a piece of art? Does that make it different to you? Or is it just like, look, it's a slippery slope, but they want to ban them. For me, if, like, here's what I stand. If ACL wants to not have him in their concert i'm all for it like their business effectively they, they don't agree with his principles they shouldn't let him sing mm-hmm. that's a business decision that makes sense to me um if people don't want to listen to him because of this that makes sense to me um as well but i agree with you like it it I, it's not it's ultimately there's a difference i agree with you between illegal conduct and and this sort of thing but do you think i don't know do you think it's different in the song or not do you think they're just worried he's going to pop off on a, on the mic in between songs it's more of a practical thing that they're just kind of worried it's not going to represent them well i mean i don't know man it's like see, this is where i'm like i start getting what semantics are saying so if i say homophobic stuff while the beats on it's okay but if i turn it off it's know. not a, right. You're like, what's the what's the rule set here? You're like, hey DJ, uh, play a beat. Okay, now I can say this. No, it's going in my next song, so it's fine. All right. Like, I, I think when you get to that point, you're like, what are we doing here? Um, and you know, I me mean, like, I've certainly have had discussions before on like kind of separating the art from the artist uh, sort of thing. Sure. And I think you could disagree with little babies maybe positioning but be like yo but you know what the bop is a banger like sorry man like yeah, I, yeah. you know that song rocks um so i, I get that point yeah, i agree with you like often say the limits you don't want them around cool you know next year probably have them back it's not like like this stuff isn't is rarely has little permanence 
right? It's like, oh, okay, this just came up. It's a big deal. Austin City Limits is in, I don't know, a month or a month and a half. So we do it now. And next year when he's got three more hits out, it's like, hey, the baby's back. Right, like it's just no, one yeah, of those I mean, it's, it's, just, it's one of. The, I mean, I remember. I mean, you remember when Michael Richards dropped the N word like a number of times, not just the N word. He said it in a hateful way, and I, I thought to myself, like, this guy's career is completely over. And it, he didn't do anything like five years, but there was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they brought him on and they like made fun of it, but like clearly they paid him to be there, and like, you know, he like he got an acting job, right? Like he he was part of like the the whole season where they had like a Seinfeld reunion season on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. He was there, N-word or not, he was there. And I don't remember people saying like, well, I'm outraged that he's on this season of Curb Your Enthusiasm because five years had passed and I guess people felt like he did his time or whatever it was. I mean, like I, I'm with you. I don't think these things are career-enders. That being said, it, to me, it, if you beat the crap out of someone, especially a woman, I will never be a fan of yours. That will be it. Like, that is, if you want to be on a show, I will not watch the show. Like, if Michael Richards had beat, instead of on stage, so what he did, if he had committed an actual assault and crime, I'd have been like, no, man, you can't. Like, I'm not down with this shit. But that, I, I don't know. I remember watching that episode. I wasn't, like, outraged. Listen, wasn't, we weren't outraged. I don't know if you, if you watched it. The, I, the outrage fades. <laughs> I think I watched the uh, Seinfeld season. It's been a minute. Actually, I feel bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't finished off that last season of Curb yet. So when I'm bored one no, of these no days, and you get no, that no, back, no, no uh, <laughs> back popping. Um, but, yeah, at some point, just like, all right, man, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I, I really don't just care about Michael Richards. This is one of those, like, you're just not a... Uh, you're not important anyway. Like to me, it only no. like the stuff on the matters. Like, oh, you're you continue to be That's in true. the culture, and people talk about it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. now. I'm just like I don't. Know. All right, old man, like get out of here. I'll just you know watch Seinfeld reruns if you want people, but don't don't nobody care about seeing Michael Richards these days. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And like one of the reasons I think no one wants to see Cosby Show reruns is not because <laughs> per se, like it, it's not per se Bill Cosby getting canceled. It's just like. Watching him pretend to be a great family man, knowing he was straight raping people all the time, you just can't, like, you just can't separate it. Like, you just, like, the character is too incongruent with the actual person. I feel like where you're like, yeah, that's just not gonna work. I don't think anyone ever will watch Cosby Show again. Like, I think I think it's gone. I don't think they'll forget about it. I mean, the next generation was never known about it. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. You'll be lucky if I eat Jello, uh, but. But before we go, uh, we talked about, uh, I think, you know, the uh, baby, that's, that's the, well, what he says, certainly a screw up, but there's some bigger screw ups out there. Let's talk about Activision Blizzard in the news for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based in LA, right? Um, they are based in uh, LA. I believe Santa Monica is uh, where their headquarters is, was, I'm, you know, like many things now, <laughs> have, have, if they actually still have a building uh, in doubt. Right. But yeah, they're uh, LA area. So what's the, what's, what's, I mean, I, I, I've read the news like you have, you work in the industry, um, appalling some of the things that I've read, you know, can you give our listeners just a quick summary of, of, of what, you know, how to high level what's going on in this massive, like multi-year screw up that they, that they've perpetrated? Yeah. So it kind of, uh, got kicked off when the state of California sued Activision Blizzard. I believe they did a two year investigation. And, mm-hmm. um, man, I wish I knew the specifics better, but I think, uh, long story short, is both uh, uh, biased, but, like, under, in payment, you know, paying women, uh, yeah. specifically yeah. women, uh, less, and kind of uh, having a sexual harassment frat boy culture 
um, that wasn't dealt with. And this is over, I think, looking over like a decade-long period. And what's been called out here specifically, I will say, is the is Blizzard. So Activision Blizzard is a well, it's right. one company. They they kind of merge together, but they kind of operate like. Activision, sure. <laughs> you know, it has its yeah, own leadership. Yeah. Blizzard uh, has its own leadership, and then there's another division called King, and then there's the greater Activision. Oh, right. Activ- yeah, yeah, then there's the greater Activision Blizzard leadership on top of all of this. But you know, right. it's very much kind of their own uh, units. So um, yeah, there was some weird stuff, man. When you start to read it, of like uh, guys uh, pawning off work that they should be doing to their female counterparts, and they're just hungover and want to go out to drink. There's uh, stories of guys walking into like um, a breastfeeding room and watch women nurse. That room didn't have a lock on it, which in 2021 sounds absolutely insane. That is that is something they would do. And uh, man, there's a, there's a, you know a lot more stories in there. And I think it's it it is kind of just a reminder of like man, how one that this is still kind of allowable or okay because. Uh, Again, it is over years and years and years. Yeah. Like it's not like oh, this happened just in 2019. They're they're showing stories from like 2010, 2011, you know, and it just makes you think of how long this goes on in your culture, and then how you know just think how this impacts women. And it's like oh, that's why probably you know less people in the industry, why there are less female leaders, because yeah. you know you're not acknowledging them, and yeah, it's just absolutely. not a good look. So it's you know the women at our office, I know they. Um, they have their own, you know, orgs and chats, and they're talking about a lot. And we, uh, we're talking about his leadership, which is, oh my god, like, I, I just don't know how this is allowable. So now, you know, they had a president of Blizzard who's been there for 16 years. He's out. Um, I believe the the SVP of HR is out. Which, yep, uh, it's probably a, uh, a yeah, few more heads that will roll yeah. on this. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a guys. You gotta. This is a do better. Like I don't. It, you can make money. And be respectful. These are not mutually exclusive, you know. Like, and, and that to not hold each other to that standard. Like I might be trying to clear out even more house. Like, no, you're gone. You're gone. And at this point, oh. uh, many of the folks who you know help perpetuate is like they've you know come and gone again. It's over a long period of time, and they run other studios or at other companies. But yeah. if yeah. I was um, you know at whatever new studio or other company where you know someone who's in high leadership and your current company was in high leadership there like did you know about this did you do this back because right at some point you're like yo you actually have to say something when you know people are For doing sure. this stuff uh I'm, I'm i mean with my teams i tell them look like it see something say something and we act when we see it because sexism honestly it is so rampant in in business and um if you look at statistics the funnel of advancement, you know, you look at certain, even really every position I could think of, you know, you, you start with, for instance, first year of college, more women, more men than women, uh, sorry, more women than men by a, by a long margin. And then you start like, let's say, like, let's say entry level product manager equal, maybe a little more women than men. And then you look at, you know, director, senior director and so forth. And, and, you, and the, and, and it, the the advancement is just unequal and the drop out of the workforce is there and you you ask women you know i ask women i work you know the stuff they have to deal with and even at companies that aren't in the news like well have you ever had to deal with this no have you ever had to deal with this no i've never had to deal with any of this stuff and then you these companies are like full-on full-on <laughs> terrible yeah. and like you said how many people knew and thought this is just something that happens you know and that's that's what gets me it's like it's a yes they are 
the worst student in class. They are the apps, the worst, let's say, but like the fact that it can exist tells you something of how women are treated in the workforce. The fact that someone shows up and is not like, wait, what's going on? I'm just going to go ahead and call an attorney or something, you know, like, and so gutting to me, absolute screw up of the year for me, you know, in terms of just like how, how widespread it is. But it's something that I, I think, yeah, I've had to think about a lot, uh, at work, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing with me. Um, gutting. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it is a, like I said, a wild, a wild one over here. Cause when the story first came out, you know, I sent around to Rex, our, the rest of our leadership. I'm like, Oh, yikes. They're getting sued. You know, it was yeah. like early articles. Yeah. And then, you know, a day or two later, more stuff comes out. It's like, Oh, okay. It was yikes before. Now it's a WTF. We people getting fired. Like we got to change course. You know, someone else is going to come in and have an investigation and change our policies. Like this is more than a yikes of getting sued by California. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I don't, I don't know if I could go work for you guys right now. You know, not to say oh. I want to change jobs right now, but it's, you know, yeah. whatever it's, they make very popular games, you know, it may, <laughs> maybe at some point you might, but you're like, it's hard to walk into this hot fire yeah. we got going on right now. guys. No. <laughs> nah, can't, can't do it. Well, uh, <laughs> miss you, Jeremy. Yeah, um, and on that happy <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered everything. I'll do a couple of curveballs this week. Uh, you know, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next week. And and look, we will remind everyone out there, hey, um, follow us on YouTube, subscribe, podcast channels, every one of them. If you press follow or subscribe, then you get the notification when we have a new episode. Yeah. You know, you basically get your news. You get your putting you, your friends on the spot for talking about uncomfortable topics on the record for the world to hear for someone. Hey, what, what, what more could you ask Why for? Bring so, it all. I mean, you talk about these topics. Bring it all. Crip walking horses. Like, come on, man. <laughs> we give it all to you. Kevin Hart, the baby, <laughs> everything. Um, well, Jeremy, great seeing you. And uh, until until next week, choppers. We'll see you. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. See you later, choppers.